Hello and welcome to Triple Coverage. This is a special episode for us because we have the whole table filled. I'm your host, Eddie Sun, joined by Reagan Griffin Jr., Julio Martinez, and Cameron Lewis, and Michelle. I'm back. Michelle's back. After a, uh, what, three-month hiatus now? What is about it? About that. About that. Mm-hmm. About that. Welcome yeah. back. Welcome back. Yeah. Always good to have you. Um, of course, the reason why we have a full table today is to go over, you know, the Super Bowl because, you know, the, the, the momentous occasion calls for it. But um, before we do that, I just want to remind you that we have other podcasts in the Square One Media family. Uh, we have Hoop and Holler, our basketball podcast, On the Clock, our NFL Draft podcast, and we have written work up on our publication on Medium. Uh, you can go on Medium and search up squareonemedia.com and find all of that. But um, let's jump right into it. So um, I know it's been um, almost a week since the Super Bowl, but, you know, the news cycle never seems to end. You know, there was all the analysis, there was all the hot takes, and then there was a parade and people keep coming back to, you know, did uh, Shanahan mess up? You know, was Jimmy G good enough? It was not Shanahan. How transcendent was Mahomes? You know, like all of these things. There weren't too many storylines, I thought, for this game. Like, you want to be able to say that Mahomes was stellar he wasn't you would like to have said you know the 49ers defense showed out they kind of did but nothing they I mean 31 points at the end yeah it's like I'm just curious how this Super Bowl will be remembered in 10 years it'll be remembered as the beginning of Patrick Patrick Mahomes, like, exactly. true. Uh, yep. and I think that's ultimately where it starts and stops and then also the solidifier for Andy Reid's legacy but uh can I toot my own horn a little bit go ahead and before I, I'm gonna untoot my horn because no, I know Eddie's gonna come back with some. He was right. Was it, he was right about the Niners all along. Here's, here's, you know, here's, yeah, no, they no, made no, it to no, the Super Bowl. They no, were no, the worst. They were team. not. They were not <laughs> pretenders. I was wrong about that. So I, I, I thought about it, and I can define it as this: I was wrong about the 49ers, but I was right about Jimmy Garoppolo. All right, and I will. I'll leave it at that because. I was wrong about how long Kyle Shanahan in that 49ers defense could pick up the slack for Jimmy Garoppolo. I was wrong about how far that could take them. But I knew at some point, whether it's the NFC Championship or the or the divisional round, whatever, it's going to come down to what your quarterback can do. And that point came for the 49ers with two minutes and 44 seconds left to go. And they had to look to Jimmy G and say, it's on you to win us the game. And he couldn't get it done. I, I, I told Reagan this after the game, or actually we were texting in the group chat. It's not that he lost him the game. It, don't get it confused. We're not saying that he lost him the game. But he's the type of quarterback that won't lose you the game. But he, he's also the type of quarterback that won't win you the game. And he played a pretty good game. Oh, like yeah. I was, was kind of shocked. I was like, this dude's playing pretty well. But. I mean... It, in the first quarter, he threw a couple of passes that could have been interception. Yeah. And then at yeah. the end, he just finished. Like, he didn't. You got to hit that. Like, you got to hit that. And yeah, maybe I mean, it's a different story if no pass interference is called on Kittle, but you can't. You can't make, like, you know, ifs, ands, buts about it. You can't. You just got to make that pass. Cows and hogs I, are made of chocolate. We'd all be vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much. Think about it. Think about it. <laughs> Do you guys think the Niners should have run more towards the end? I mean, oh yeah, they towards were, the yeah. end. Toward, I mean, well, still. they got they got a they were they got five yards with that Mostert run. They should have kept running should, the ball. They were, they were okay, running the ball so really well. In that, were, in that last series where everyone knows about the missed throw to Emmanuel Sanders, but the pass right before that, I think they had Kittle pretty open in the middle. And he threw it way down near the floor, right? No, like, like Chris Jones batted it down. Like it was a good play on Chris Jones's part. Okay. Um. So I think, like, we forget that, I mean, Chris Jones 
made uh, he made a couple amazing. bat downs yeah, during a couple uh, like couple really pretty important plays during the game to prevent you know the offense from moving the chains. But he he just looks scared in the pocket. He doesn't he does. have that. He doesn't have that confidence that Patrick. Ma- Which is again, a lot of people aren't Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but he, I don't know. I don't and Garoppolo is pretty mobile too. So I was surprised with his lack of mobility mm-hmm. throughout the throughout the postseason. Yeah. Like in the first quarter, there was an opportunity for him to leak out left and you know, definitely gain some good yardage just by running. But he just kind of. Stood there, waited, waited, waited for his receivers to get open, and no one got open. You could go ahead and say that the difference in the quarterback play between Mahomes and Garoppolo that game was Mahomes's forty-three rushing yards. Because like, mm. hmm. yeah. I, I honestly, interesting. I, I'm not sure if I would go this far, but there's an argument to be made that Jimmy Garoppolo for the first three quarters outplayed. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I think he did I, completely. I think he did. I think he did. And it, it just came was, down to that fourth. The defense was getting to Mahomes. You could tell that mm-hmm. he was uncomfortable with that type of quick pressure. With Bosa. Right. Yeah. And I mean, they, they forced Mahomes into playing basically methodical football. And I don't think Mahomes knows how to play methodical football. And that's not something to his detriment. He's just, you know, he's too yeah, good for Yeah, and it. then when they got their, their scoring drives, they were off of the big third and 15 and then mm-hmm. the wide open to Sammy Watkins, you yeah. know? It was really that's just how, a couple That's how plays. the Chiefs work. It was... I thought it was a great game to, for Patrick Mahomes just to see how good you know he really was. Mm-hmm. And it, it came down. It was twenty to ten, I think, with seven minutes and some change to go. And in that moment, I just knew because it is, you can't keep a guy like Patrick but Mahomes see, down yeah. for the entire. No, yeah, but if you're the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan, if you're gonna give them another opportunity, go down like per se, give them the ball back, doing what you do best, yeah, running the ball. Not passing the ball. I don't. I don't know if that's true because you saw the run and the play action pass kind of you know go back and forth throughout the game. You know, there, yeah, but it, it was Jimmy, effective. Here he took the ball out of his own quarterback's hands at the end of the half. Or yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean that that again, was pretty poor clock management. They was he was it? just. I mean, we, we we can get into that. It's interesting because Kyle Shanahan. Uh, you know, we all know he coached the that Super Bowl that the Patriots came back from twenty eight to three. Um, and he used to say, man, I wish there were so many plays. I wish I could get back from that game. Um, asked the same question about this past game. He's like, no, I don't think there's any plays that he'd rather have I think back. He called which it, tells I, you it came down to the talent on yeah, the field. I think he called a great game. I, I, I agree. For most I think, of the game, yeah. I just think that had he have saved time towards the end of the first half, he would have had time to, to run the ball mm-hmm. in the two-minute drill. It, it yep. was like, I think they could have had 240 with like one timeout. I mean... Mm. I just I just would never pass up an opportunity like that to then you're getting the ball back. I know you're scared of like the quick strike, but at this point in the game, your defense is pretty much and you have all the momentum. The Chiefs offense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know Shanahan said he just does not want to give Mahomes the ball back with potentially good field position. But you're they were the ones that were playing great like moving the chains. So why not yeah, just I think I think that's, that I mean that's the, the difference. It's, it speaks to how dangerous Mahomes is cuz they have three timeouts um you know where they were punting from the field position potentially could have been really bad for the Niners. You know, if you give the ball back to Mahomes, you know, even under and, a minute, right? Like you just But okay. Just keep and then the ball. I don't like first, that mentality though. Yeah, me neither. And then in the first half, Debo Samuel's just he was killing is just him. killing, yeah. right? Killing it, man. And then in the fourth quarter this year. like where the hell is he? And I think that was because as a coach, right, you always want to add another wrinkle into your offense. And a, a great offensive mind like Kyle Shanahan, he'll not, he won't go into a big game like this without something different up his sleeve. And I think that was Debo Samuel because I think they've used him in things Mm-mm. like that before, but not to that extent. I think that I think that 
I've, I think he's been like that all year. And he's, mm-hmm. I love how he finishes his runs. I think he's got a. I mean, he's been like that career. all year, but I don't feel like they've used him that much. Like they, they went to he him was, okay, a lot, fair, a lot. Very fair. He was like the premium. Exactly. Yeah, yeah Kittle wasn't even. I mean, Kittle, as uh, Eddie likes to say, he's kind of more of a decoy at this point than he is actual uh, threat. He's a blocker, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a run blocker, a, a decoy in the past. But yeah, he, Cam, he makes, just, as long as he's in the game, he gets his impact. Just, just want to get Cam's input on the game, just you know, to get all everyone at the table involved here. Yeah, I'm with Julio. I think towards the end of the game, they should definitely run the ball more. I think that really cost him the game. Like yeah. it was working the whole three, the first three. Quarters. And even if it's not, what do you trust more? The run game or the run not game. like Garoppolo, that's what they they got away from. And if you're gonna yeah. give the ball back and to Patrick Mahomes, go down doing what you that's do. That's what best. I was gonna say. Like when you're like dominating the game like that, and like they had Mahomes where they wanted him, it was getting pressure. I wouldn't go away from my game plan. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I, I just wonder if that like was the game plan though, right? Because again, we saw throughout well, we the saw game that they that alternated. They alternated, you know, the rushing attack and play action, and passing. both were working. And yeah, and and both work in certain pockets. And like Kyle Shanahan has talked about this when he's coaching, right? Like you know, play A is happening on the field, but he's already dialing up play B, you know, in response to play A because he knows the defense is going to react to it, and he's already thinking about play C in response to play B, which is in response to play A, yeah, because but, you know that the defense is going to adjust. So he's always trying to be one step ahead of the defense. Yep. Yeah, but Reagan and I consistently talk about people showing up in big moments and how the big moments are just much different than, you know, just playing in the first three quarters. And I I, I think that's why when people want to make the argument for Jimmy Garoppolo, how great he is, oh, he went 5-0, and oh, blah, 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 at the end of the season when, you know, the Niners lost five straight or whatever, whatever it was. Um, because he, they, he had no expectations. Mm-hmm. He yeah. had no expectations. But when you get to the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter, you got to close it out. I'm sticking with my running game. He couldn't get it done. And, and I mean to I mean to that extent, was anyone really clamoring over Jimmy G before the game? I mean his I mean, contract would right. suggest. Belgic yeah. doesn't look so bad now with his trade for a second rounder. You know? I don't know about that. Well he's I mean he he knew he wasn't gonna be able to re sign him in the offseason. So you have eight weeks left to have this guy on your team. He had no leverage in this trade. It's like all right. What, why would we give you? Why would we give you a first round I, here? I do think Belichick does look less bad, and I know they have like no succession plan for Tom Brady. Right, that's my main thing. He doesn't look amazing. That, that's her point. That Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't look amazing, and if that's Tom Brady in the backfield right there making that pass to Emmanuel Sanders, he probably. I guarantee in, you, in, in he the, can yeah. be fifty I mean, and he's again, hitting. And it. I gotta think that Belichick probably liked Garoppolo and was like, "I want to put him in a situation where I think he in can system. do well." Yeah. 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 For the first time all year, I'm gonna come to Jimmy Garoppolo's defense here, and I'm gonna say that these things can come over time. And this was the first real big moment that we see we've seen Jimmy Garoppolo have to play in, and he didn't come up with it. But who's to say that he doesn't come up with it three years from? now so I, I don't think the jury's like you know I think the jury's still out on whether or not he can become the quarterback that he needs to be in order to lead the 49ers to a championship but he wasn't that quarterback this year but isn't, and, you know. isn't he like 28 you guys want to yeah he's like 28 okay yeah. you still got a little bit of time but people I, I feel like people think he's like 21 or 22 yeah I, mean, I think just because he, he, he has so many started, years yeah. you know yeah. as a reserve you guys um, want to guess what yeah. the 49ers and average with, rush was for the Super Bowl Yards per carry? Six. 49ers? Six. Oh, it was actually probably pretty high because Mostert was getting off on some of those. Uh, I want yeah, to say, like, seven, 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 I say seven, like four eight. and a half. Four I'm going to say 5.3. Five Six. Seven. Seven. It's seven. Six, wow. nine, five. Wow. They were running 
they had you just can't get minus Garoppolo's two carries for two yards. They're mm-hmm. all their and, skill players that are designed runs. And and and, and this is twenty right. rushes, one forty one yards sweeps. Right, like this includes, includes no, yeah, yeah, of course, the, and that's that, the part of the run game exactly. Yeah. And, and it's that's not it. it's not like it's not like Derrick Henry where you know he's coming in the I formation or or whatever from the backfield. And they're just running one way, and they want you to try to stop them. It's not like that. Yeah. Shanahan works in different schemes. He motions so many people. So the fact that you would even move away from that just just tells me, like, you weren't, mm-hmm. I don't know, you weren't confident in what you were trying to do. I, I don't know. Because for Shanahan, he can do so many things and throw so many things at that Chiefs defense. Don't move away from that. It's not like you're just handing the ball to Lashawn McCoy, who, you know, you didn't even yeah, play or no. whatever. And like, yeah, Reagan, like Reagan said, then, this was like Garoppolo's, like, first big moment. Yeah, yeah come like, on. Come on. That's the thing is, I don't, I think the 49ers could have won without, I think they still could have won this game. Even, oh, yeah. I mean, they were yeah. up 28 they, to 10 with seven minutes to go. Right. And they just didn't, they didn't run it as much as I thought they were going to with a 10-point lead and going into the fourth quarter. I, and, and, you know, I kind of... It's funny. We all look at towards the offense and what Kyle Shanahan did. Let's not forget that the defense gave up, you know, a lot of points in the final. I seven can't. And a half I can't blame the them. Yeah, I can't blame them. I can't. I, mean, I can't blame it's them. It's Patrick Mahomes. They did right? amazing. They got right. that interception. Three and a half quarters. That's all you can. Position. That's all you can ask for. Yeah, they, they gave him the ball. For. Yeah, but you know, that's seven all you and a half. The Chiefs. I mean, the Niners were able to start with the ball in the fourth quarter after their defense created an interception with a ten point lead. Nick, that point, what more do you a, want? At that point, you're making the game hard for yourself. Because yeah, I, I think like, where the turning point of this game was that Tyreek Hill bomb, which was it looked like a blown coverage, mm-hmm. um, and that that's when they first scored the first touchdown, and then that's that, mm-hmm. that thing. That's when we all knew. Okay, this is wrapped up. Um, well, I don't so know about wrapped up. I mean, I know, I it, it, it was still, it was still I, ten, it was I mean, no, I, of course, like there was, you know, you can't you can't rule the Chiefs out, but it was a ten point game with half a quarter to go. Right, like of course he can pull I, off any. Mahomes can pull off anything, but yeah. especially when you you know it's I, well. I mean, on, on this note, I would just like to mention that last episode I did say the Chiefs would win thirty-one to twenty. Yeah, wow, I also impressive. did say that the Chiefs' firepower would end up being too much for the Niners' defense. And you so also like, said that the game would not be the end. The final score would not be indicative of how, how close, close the, the game, game was. was. Yeah. yeah, you were kind of spot on, dude. There. Congrats, crystal ball. You know, out here. <laughs> but um, I mean, to that note, see, I. Th- even though, like I said that last episode, I didn't really think that it would be, you know, like this disappointing of a game, right? Like I didn't think, uh, of course, I'm speaking as a Niners fan here, but I did not think that, you know, the rug would just be pulled right out under the team. It's like, it's like it, it, it is quite strange because it's so clear and obvious that the defense just had to make a stop here or they just had to, you know, solidify something there. And it's like, you know, the game could have been over, right? Uh, after... Um, they got the pick in the fourth quarter. If they just, I think, got a field goal. Yeah, they go didn't up. go three and out. Even I think. I mean, at some point, man, talent prevails and scheme. You know, it 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 shed some light for me personally because I didn't think a scheme could take you that far. A scheme can take you. It looks like all the way to a Super Bowl, but at the end of the day, the more talented teams are going to win the games, and they, that's what it's going to come down to. Because football is. You know, it's a very variance-driven game in that yeah. there's one play, one you know, mm-hmm. one game, one quarter. Like these things, they're so volatile that it's going to come down to who has the better players and who's going to make more plays. Hmm. And that was the Chiefs. Uh, what do you think about? Th- I mean, there wasn't any sort of penalty. Um, 
ref controversy, but uh, mm. Kittle one. Mm. I mean, yeah, that could have Kittle. That could have turned the I th- whole. Game okay, around. to me, on the play that um, Tyree Kill got wide open, it was a blown coverage, but it was a hold. But there was also a miss. There were hold. no, there were no holding calls. There were no offensive holding but, calls all game. And this is like I when think you're that's thinking a good about. Thing. No, 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 not a good thing. When you look at this 49ers mm-hmm. front seven, they're gonna get a few holds a game. You can guarantee that because they're just so strong, so powerful. And you look, they were getting pressure all game. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, there was zero holding but calls. They, they made it consistent on both sides, and it just makes the but game that's, flow that's, better. That's an advantage for the Chiefs to make it consistent on both sides because if you, I, I'd true. love to go check out see how many holding calls per game were called against the Niners, but. Definitely, that's definitely one or two a that's game. That's fine, but to they're me. just trying to create a better product, and that's a better product mm. to me. I, it's just I, not I mean, the same I, game. I, it, I think. I, of course, the game. I think the game progresses better without flags, but you know, I think there were there there, there were some missed stuff. The, out the there. Boza hold on third and fifteen was kind of egregious. Cam, mm. I remember when the Saints lost. You came in here and you said we or it was the uh, whole offensive penalty. Offensive uh, pass interference, and you said that hurt us, but it's not the reason why we lost. I think it's the same case here. It, yeah, it's not. It's not the reason why the 49ers lost is because of holding calls. I think the reason why is just the Chiefs are ultimately the better team. Mm-hmm. But you know, those things do you know matter. But, but also to my point, in this whole you know media rush to enshrine Patrick Mahomes, you know, in the throne of you know the great athletes ever, right? Like we kind of forget. Of certain factors that perhaps led to him winning the everyone Super Bowl. Had yeah. Everyone, yeah, everyone has facts. I mean, of course, I'm saying I'm saying a misholding yeah. is just as important as you know the blown coverage that happened right after. You know, is but, it? I mean, a misholding's on the referee. A blown coverage yeah. is on the players on the field. Well, I'm saying like the the causation. You know, it, it, it could potentially be the same because you know if you if you throw a flag, right? I mean, what however I'm saying open is he gets, you can't as a player, you can't be dependent upon the referees to do things for you. Okay, it, it, I, again, my point was that usually after any big game, <laughs> you know, you have some sort of conversation about referee decision making and it didn't seem like we heard it because you know this Mahomes not not narrative just it's well deserved but but you know all this Mahomes talk was kind of drowning out any sort of other discussion that you could have had I think you also just don't have the fan base in San Francisco that's going to go out there and make it known that they're upset yeah they got to go run a tech company they ain't nobody yeah uh but right, that's underselling many Niners fans too. Just what, what do y'all um? What do y'all think this does for Andy Reid's legacy? Um, so one of the best coaches. Ever. Yeah, agree. As an Eagles fan, you know it. He never got over the hump with us, but it's good to see it happen for him yeah. for sure. Yeah. I, I think that definitely solidifies his spot amongst the the Bill Belichick's, the Tom Landry's, this, amongst the great coaches. Yeah, he can he can rest easy now. I'm sure he won't. He'll be back for more next mm-hmm. year. Um, he's munching. But, but go eat his double cheeseburger. Yeah. Buffet happy lines. for him. He's he's Watch been one it. of the good characters. Yeah. He, he fits really well out in Kansas City. I think they they're just a happy little marriage over there. Yeah. Uh, do you think do you think this like, I guess it's also a narrative, but this idea that the you know the Niners were the second worst team last year, and they made it all the way to the Super Bowl this year, and you know were this close to winning. Is that something uh, that like people just? Did I mean, not talk about. they were like, just, they, they just, had injuries that, that put them in that yeah. position. It wasn't yeah. like they were a, a that were, legitimately like a bad talent team. Detri- the, yeah, yeah. the team wasn't very good last wasn't year. Wasn't the starting no, they, quarterback hurt yeah. the entire and time? And they had a yeah. deep And it wasn't the starting quarterback, like, 
being carried by his whole team this year. And, well, yeah, but like right. th- this, people this talked is, about Nick Mullins might be better than Jimmy G, which which is preposterous. Yeah, but I mean, hey, regardless of CJ how Beathard. much I think that the quarterback was being carried by the whole team, if you have Nick Mullins taking snaps, then that's going to be <laughs> it's not going to. And well then I mean, your, the, your the defense was like terrible last year. The secondary couldn't do anything. The front line was not good. You know, and it seemed like whatever holes they had last year, they just you know put Love. stop gaps in them, and it was good enough. Yeah. Under under you know good coaching to get them this far. was Robert Sala a new hire? Uh, was he was he, there last he year? was he was hired with the whole like regime change, huh? With it, yeah, it, it's it, that turnaround is pretty interesting. It's just like he's right, a fun did, coach to watch. Did it um, like to me? Like, do, do you guys think it just kind of got undersold? Just because we love yeah. storylines, there are all sorts of storylines heading into the game, and I thought it was a little funny that I Again, never heard. I'm gonna go ahead and blame the 49ers fan base for it being undersold. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean. If it were the Cowboys going no, four yeah. and twelve oh, to three and thirteen, if it were the Cowboys going eight and eight to you know a Super Bowl, I'm just saying you would you would hear about it every day, right? Right, true. true. But again, there's there's too much going on in the Bay Area for people. To, They've got a nice life over there. <laughs> They've got a nice life. They don't even care about football so much. I not agree with you. Um, so how do you feel about like these two teams going forward? Just around the tail, man. Chiefs, very it's only getting, it's only getting like, started for the Chiefs. Very, man. I think they'll see each other again in the Super Bowl. Really? really? Wow. Yeah. The, I think me, th- I think mm-hmm. in football there's just so much turnover, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I mean obviously I can see it happening, but I don't know. I I just can never trust you know your instincts on football. I, oh, no. I don't know. I don't know about the there's NFC. There's just so many. Yeah. Like I could. I don't, see, I don't know. I know the Chiefs are going to be back for sure. Yeah. I mean, oh no. The, if you have that yeah. guy in your backfield taking snaps, yeah, he, you'll be back. You'll yeah. be back, no doubt. Um, the, the, the 49ers, 49ers. Have, they have a, a window though because their strengths are their line so they yeah. have a decent window yeah. I, I, I'm just curious whether it's a one year thing for them not not that they won't be competitive yeah. but that to, they feel like a one year team to, I'm not gonna lie it's, it's hard to it just feels like it. to me the 49ers have a better outlook really than yeah. the Chiefs the Chiefs going into next year or like just years moving to come. forward. Oh, no. Years to wow. come. I, I disagree. Yeah. The Chiefs yeah, yeah. have so much cap room. There yeah, but this, he's going to They have the most cap room in the league. I mean, for now. But he's g- he's going to need so much cap. That's why. Pat yeah. is about to get a bag. Their window, the windows are always... The win- they just in, they just had their window. They just won with their, their quarterback yeah, on the rookie the, deal. I mean, exactly. That, that's always the window. Yeah. Let, let's be honest. Wilson. Their windows as large as Patrick Mahomes is in the... As long as he's there. He's literally what Aaron Rodgers used to be. Exactly. But where's the next Super Bowl used to say about Aaron Rodgers because that man he's kind of you know taking a dip as he's gotten older but Patrick Mahomes what is he 24 as long as him and Andy Reid stay together that's a big thing he doesn't have like as long as those two are are on the team then I think your window's open yeah but what if you lose a Tyreek I mean what if cows and hogs are made out of chocolate no I I, I, stop going back to yes sir I'm making it that's gonna be the thing bro we don't play the what if game at square one bro come on now uh but no, I, I think I think as long as you got Patrick Mahomes, then your window's open. It's crazy that he's been a starter for two years and yet. He's, oh my! Gosh. I mean, I mean, how many quarterbacks would you comfortably say are better than him? Zero, zero, all time, zero. all time. Oh, all zero. Time. Zero. zero. What? Yeah. More, more talented. Comfortably, comfortably. More talented. More talented. It's no, not. A, this is not who's more accomplished. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. It's, it's just the best more quarterback talented. I've ever seen. Yeah, it's, it's Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Crazy, he's 24. Uh, it's still Eddie, Eddie disagrees. No, 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 I oh, agree. Oh. I can't think. I'm trying to think of a name, and I can't it's think of it. It's unfathomable to me how anyone thought that Mitchell Trubisky was better than this guy. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I don't, I don't know. Like, I have to go back and read the reports, but what happened there? 
<laughs> like, come on now. I like, think what, what, what it was is that Mahomes' college numbers were too unbelievable. You were like, <laughs> yeah. wow, he's throwing for 5,000 yards per year in college. Like, clearly this is the system working for him. Also this like is the rate. Mike Leach. We know this. Like, this mm-hmm. is the – like, uh, he's just in a good system. But right. the, the, right the, no one no the, one really watched enough. The quarterback I feel worse for coming out of all this is – I don't know why he keeps popping up into my head is Deshaun Watson. Cause, yeah. Because I feel like he can just be just as good. And maybe, mm. maybe not to that level, okay. but he can be – He's just he not in as good of an second. organization. Yeah, it's going to take Houston. And they just made his head around. coach GM. Like, oh, no. Yeah, Bill. Yeah. I don't know how you Come take on. a college head coach. And, then, you know, college head coaches to the NFL, you know, they work fine sometimes. But making them a GM, what knowledge does he have of how, you know, the, the football Salary cap are. functions. He's kind of working backwards into promotions. But, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, so back, back to this whole Niners, you know, and they might be like a one-year thing. I think it's just hard for them to rekindle that kind of energy and tenacity yeah, I, that they have. They feel like especially feel on like the defensive team. end. I think going forward they need yeah. you know a number one receiver, someone that can win one on one matches. Which is That's weird because Pittman. you think you've got Michael Pittman. Do you think they've got, you know, now Emmanuel Sanders? Emmanuel Sanders was going to resound. Yeah, then I mean Debo Samuel we've seen, he's a physical guy and mm. I, I really like him as a receiver. I do too, but I don't think he's a one-on-one receiver. I think he's a good he's a good number 2 receiver. Yeah, definitely. And you know Sanders is old and then you have Kittle who's supposedly is one is, of the best yeah, is a tight a top second best tight two tight end in the league. And and I think Shanahan does not want to just go back to Kittle over and over again because it kind of takes away from you know what he's His really good at, right? Yeah. I just, Yeah, but I when wish they would have used him But more. when you're talking yeah. about like just schemes I mean, what do we say about the Patriots? Oh, Tom Brady can go to 7-Eleven and just grab, you know, a dude and say, hey, you're my wide receiver on the Patriots. Yeah, that We're was gonna the make narrative it until they sucked this year. And yeah, was like, that's Whoa. fine, but we're going to make it happen, right? Same thing with Kyle Shanahan, I feel like. They don't also, need Antonio Brown or Julio Jones. Does anyone know what the 49ers cap situation is going for? They have uh, the highest cap yeah. in the league. They really? have the least amount of money to yeah. spend. Hmm. That's why be- the Super Bowl is really interesting to me. It was the team with the most amount of money. In their cap space and the team with the least in the 49ers. It, it'll be interesting because Jimmy Ward and um, Eric Armstead are free agents. Yeah, I, I think among players that like are on the bubble to perhaps leave or stay. And um, I'm think I, I read this out there somewhere that it might be smart for the Niners to tr- try to recoup whatever assets they can get for D Ford in that contract and try to re-sign Ward and Armstead with the money that they would be giving to D Ford. I feel yeah. like you can upgrade, draft in the first round, and get an upgrade over Jimmy Ward. Yeah, and they, There's some pretty decent safeties out there. The reason I act about the cap situation, when I think about one-year ones, I think about the Rams. Right. Like, they have, oh, my God. Oh, they put they're paying everybody. Cap oh, my God. And I don't really view the Rams as an organization that drafts well, but I view the 49ers that way. So... As long as, like you said, they can have some assets and continue to draft well, I think they'll be fine. Like, mm. finding small pieces. Like, I mean, you, you see their running back situation. Like, they have Coleman, True. they signed him. But all their running backs were undrafted. Is, so. is Richard Sherman a... I think he's still under contract for next year. One more year? Yeah, I, think, I think so. I think he's yeah. under contract. Yeah. See. Just a little on the older side. Yeah, they gonna, they yeah. Gonna to At some point, you gotta yeah. you gotta look to that secondary because I feel yeah. like that was the primary weakness. Me too. And the way you were able to hide that is with how good your defensive line was that mm-hmm. you couldn't you know give quarterbacks time to you know dissect that thing. But yeah, I'll tell it you, worked. As a, it I'll, worked. I'll tell you as an Eagles fan, they could come back the next year and just not be the same because <laughs> that's how we won a Super Bowl and they just came back the next year, same dudes. 
nada. Yeah, defensive nada. line. Just having a great defense one year is typically you're not gonna have that good of a defense next year. And, and the uh, the Browns defensive line coach actually just got hired away to the or the 49ers yep. defensive line coach just got hired away to the Browns. So you know, there ain't no telling mm. what, what it's gonna look like. I, I gotta think. I um, mean, Nick Bosa is his own defensive line coach, and I think that I mean you've seen a bunch of videos and clips of him, you know, teaching other guys technique and stuff like that. Hmm. I think they have a really good culture for their defensive line to to just continue to want to be the best. I, I'm not concerned necessarily from a, a technique standpoint or a skill standpoint, just from a schematic standpoint. Uh, you take away the defensive line coach, who knows what the next dude's going to try to do, because that they tend not to try to just go in and repeat what the last guy did. Mm-hmm. Just follow, following the team all year just seemed like the team had a, a special energy about them. And um, again, it's just one of those things that I don't think it's easy to replicate you know, I think a lot of it was buying, buying into, you know, like buying into the team, buying into schemes, buying into what the coaching is doing. And, um, you know, it's like over time, you know, I, I think well, it's just natural well, I for think any to, player to lose, lose yeah. the energy. Well, I think to your credit, um, there is a trend in the NFL that like Super Bowl losers do go on a downward spiral. Yeah. 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 Mm. That next year. Interesting. Y'all want to move on to these NFL awards? Yeah. We spent yeah. a good half an hour talking about the Super Bowl. So um, yeah, let's let's um, let's pivot to the NFL awards, and I think I'll just go around the table and ask which ones were the most questionable awardees to you, just because some of them seemed you know unanimous. One was unanimous and deservedly so. Can someone explain to me why the hell Ryan Tannehill got comeback player of the year? Someone yeah, explain that to me. It kind of made me pause for a little bit. For what? He, he was, but I, I, mean, I have to say, during the regular season, before they went dominant run with Derrick Henry, which was what was working for them, he was he was doing great. He was doing decent. I actually picked him up towards the end of the year for my fantasy. I wouldn't say and great. He, did very, oh, he was doing well. He was doing, he was doing he was, well. He was, he was doing what they needed him to do. He caused a spark. He, he created yeah. a spark in a Tennessee team that otherwise did not have it. When I think of comeback players, I'm thinking of, you know, guys who... Overcame like monstrous Over, yeah, adversity situations that a lot of times in most cases they couldn't have controlled. Well, whether it was I mean, an injury, whether it was you know a benching or something like that. Like, what did Tannehill come back from? Miami? I, I could yeah. be <laughs> like, what are, I mean, like, yeah, Miami's pretty bad. I, mean, That's I could a be wrong, but <laughs> I think the person that was in second place for the award was Jimmy Garoppolo. I would have so. given it to Jimmy before I gave it to Tannehill because he he tore his ACL. Mm. I would have given it to Dalvin Cook. I'd have given it to Carson it to Wentz Cook for sure. Carson Wentz. I like the Cook. no uh, Carson no. Wentz. Did he no. Carson Wentz? Eagles fan. No. Well, well, come Eagles on. Fan. What did he Eagles come back? Fan. He was injured. Like y'all. Oh, so now qualifies. y'all forget about the injuries. I mean, now y'all want to. Yeah. Y'all don't want to bring talk about injuries. He was hurt for like what six? Man, six whatever. Teddy yeah. Bridgewater. I would have given it to him before. They don't need a award. But you know, it, it's it's. It, I don't think Tannehill was the way to go. Yeah, t- Bridgewater was robbed of his comeback player of the year. You thought like, that's because he never got to be. You know the starter coming right. back. I'm just being a little bit salty, but that's fine. We don't need awards. Mm-hmm. We, don't we, don't need awards. Need. we don't need. Any. I I was surprised by offensive player of the year. It wasn't Christian McCaffrey. Like I'm surprised yeah. it wasn't McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean, a thousand and a thousand. It's kind of rare. I understand that Michael Thomas broke the reception record, but a lot of that, like the fact that he broke the reception record, he's a great receiver, one of the top two, one or two receivers in the league. 
But no way he would have done that without the Saints' offense and Drew Brees. Exactly, I mean, and that offensive line. And but a I mean, McCaffrey. What what McCaffrey have going? For Nothing. That That's Thank what you. it ended yeah. up boiling down to is that the Saints had a better team. So you know, a lot of times, they get you know, better teams they, get the award. I'm gonna be a little bit biased. Um, Teddy played well the first five weeks, but Michael Thomas like dominated during that five game stretch. And I think that really helped, like, for the award. Like, I think that was his argument. I mean, on top of you know. The record, of course, and the year that he had. But, I mean, I get the Christian McCaffrey thing. Uh, he helped me win my fantasy team or my fantasy league, so I'm not going to be opposed to giving Michael Thomas the award. <laughs> okay. We love putting impartiality <laughs> on the side. Hey. But, um, yeah, I mean, no, like from, from – It seemed objective. like Christian McCaffrey had such like a historic year as a running back. He did. Just yeah. He's by himself. He was just like – I love him in the league, you know? He, mm. I, we didn't really know. We knew we were, this guy from Stanford was lighting it up, but I mean, to see the success that he's had in the league is just—it's mm-hmm. really cool. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah, he's definitely you know one of the true Swiss Army knives out there right now. I just want to get you guys' opinion. The award that I saw a lot of people complaining about was Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie yeah. of the Year. Yeah, yeah. It um, should have been Jacobs. It should have been Jacobs, but you know, you think yeah, but Kyler Murray to, to the quarterback. Kyler Murray has nothing though. Yeah, I. Think the I mean, you ran for over a thousand. What was it? Eleven hundred yards your rookie season. Something eight touchdowns. Like, that, yeah. like they, I, I would have given it to Jacobs just yeah. because I statistically he was up there with the best running backs this year. There's arguments. Can we argument that Kyler Murray was up there with the best quarterbacks? But you have to look at the situation too, right? I mean, do we? No. I just have to look no at your number production. One receiver. Kirk was out for a little while. Offensive line is just David Johnson was horrible. I mean, they finally that just, got Drake. What? What the, Excuse me, what was up with David Johnson? I don't know. He I was mean, just a one-hit wonder. It's and been then, two, like, what's going on? Three, I saw three a report seasons now, right? Seasons, I saw yeah. a report this week, and I think they said that they're, they're going to release him. It makes sense. Yeah, he, it makes sense. Yeah. But um, Damn. I don't know. I, I feel like we can you know, talk around making excuses for why a guy like Kyler Murray didn't do as well as he possibly could have or why he thrived in a situation why, when he could have you know, <laughs> you know, crashed and burned. But I look at... Josh Jacobs and he produced extremely well among the top running backs in the league this year you know already as a rookie to me that's what defines a rookie of the year a guy who comes in is yeah. already up there with the best guys in his position not so much as you did this with what you had yeah. the the award I wanted to, to talk about and I know you brushed over it and a lot of people are not going to agree with me is the MVP award don't do it no no don't. I'm saying he I'm not saying he shouldn't have won MVP. Okay, okay. He should have right. won MVP. We good, we good. But we good. it's the narrative that, like, it just, I guess it just engulfed everybody to vote for Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. When you have 12 Pro Bowlers on your team versus Russell Wilson, who has one, and that one is on defense, Bobby Wagner, what are we talking about? He literally cared. He went, yes, he was a five seed. But he could have been the one seed if the 49ers lost that game against the Saints. If he was the one seed, like, he was just one game away. If Cows and Hawks, but you know what I mean. But what I'm going to counter you with is if you take Lamar Jackson out of that Ravens offense and you replace him with somebody else, are there still 12 poor bullets? Oh, they're better. If, oh if you put if you put Russell Wilson on that team, they're better. I was just no, saying like they a couldn't random have been dude. better. But like I, that's still wrong. But Come on. It, I mean, if the argument is if you took either quarterback the, out, what's the team? No, no, no. The I'm ar- saying, I'm saying the, see, the, if we're saying that the Ravens have twelve Pro Bowlers, I don't think they have twelve Pro Bowlers. No, no oh, unless no, no, Lamar no, no, Jackson no, no, no. is there. I'm, I'm saying if Russell, if you replace Lamar Jackson with Russell Wilson, that's what I meant. Okay. 
the the Ravens are much better. No, they don't. The, have argue, the, the argument, against, the argument against the Ravens is you got to get ahead early. Lamar Jackson, say, I will say, their offense isn't equipped to come back. I will, Russell Wilson is equipped. To I don't. Come back. I will say that if you put Lamar Jackson in Russell Wilson's shoes, he wouldn't be as good. But I don't yeah. think if you put Russell Wilson in Lamar Jackson's shoes, because so much of that offense was predicated on his ability Russell to Wilson literally be basically a running back. Yeah, Russell Wilson's not built to be no, nobody running back. He can run the ball. But he can't be. Yeah, but no, he's Julio, so much no one more in ten years. In ten in years, Julio, no one's gonna be saying Lamar Jackson was better than Russell Wilson. Not gonna be in the conversation. But this, this year, is this is really. this is Lamar Jackson's MVP year. He's not. There's no way he does this again. Like I, I hate Cap. to be the naysayer, but every, everyone sort of knew this was this is his year. He could have another thousand yard rushing season. He but, will. But in the long run. Russell Wilson's obviously a Hall of Famer. We don't know if Lamar Jackson's a Hall of Famer. I'll yet. agree with that statement, but yeah. I won't go so far as to say that Lamar Jackson won't do this again. I yeah, think this is the I beginning. And maybe he won't have this great of a season every year, but it's gonna happen a couple of times. Russell yeah. Wilson has had the worst he was ranked the worst offensive line. I this mean, year. Again, Come on. We can what go does he back. have to work with? And we, then all his running backs got hurt. That's just not how the MVP right. is. Yeah. I mean, you got to add context. It's well, not it actually the, the most valuable player of the year. I get Julio's point that it seemed like through, like, I want to say, like, week 12, that it seemed there was a at least a debate. Mm-hmm. And then after that, there was no conversation. It was just, let's And they were talk both having Lamar. great games. Like, yeah. And, and I think to that point, there is room for debate you know there, there is room for some sort of argument I don't, I, or at this, least room for some sort of recognition for the other you know yeah i'm not sure <laughs> but they, the same they could have, have been the said that he had. The, why did steph win the mvp unanimously the year that he won oh it's it's not even about unanimously i think it's just that people stopped talking about russ as like a it's viable because of the infatuation. We it was like, the infatuation that's why but should that go into it of course it always does it, i mean it, at the end of the day this is a, a fan experience and you know everybody watching was just encapsulated by or what, Lamar Jackson are fans the voting I mean, for the MVP? I mean, shoot. No, just, but, I think, no, I think, everybody I think voting like, is a football fan. I think but the like, infatuation just jumped over everything, you know, like sensibility. Yeah, context, when, you, when everyone right. saw that thousand yard stat, they were like, ooh. I mean, Lamar I mean, there's arguments to be made that Lamar was the best rusher in the league. Bro, I'm saying he should have won MVP. Along with being the best passer. I'm not saying he shouldn't have won MVP. I'm just saying. To be unanimous. Yeah. It's just that I no mean, one, unanimous. no one even I mean, who, to me, no one even yeah, who, How many people in the league the ever could say that the, I this year I went out and I was the best runner and the best passer? Yeah. Who else can say that? I don't know about No best one passer, in NFL. But who else he was can the most say efficient it? passer in the okay. league this year. So, you know, for somebody who adores efficiency like you, you can say he was the best passer. So by that logic, no, that's literally he never been done. Season. He it had the best close. season by far. Close. I mean, like, there's nothing by wrong with him winning MVP, winning it unanimously. I think, again, it's just that no one even talked about The only person who like could have done what Russell Wilson done is Patrick Mahomes. That's the only person. But who person. could have done what Lamar Jackson did? Lamar Jackson. Russell Wilson could have took them farther, in my opinion. <sighs> he, they, he couldn't Wilson come back. Took them farther, they're not, took they're them not farther built in the playoffs. To, they're not, yeah, they're okay. not built I'll to come back. I'll give you that. He yeah, probably could have taken them farther. That's a regular season award. It's a regular season award. It's a regular season award. I just want to toot my own horn real quick because week nine, I came in here and told y'all if Lamar okay. Jackson goes and beats that Patriots team, yeah. he could win MVP. We're just going to pull up receipts. I mean, right I, you started this, man. I'm like, no, hold on. No, you did. Are you kidding? 31 20, y'all. No, you said oh, I predicted you're the first one who said I'm gonna toot my horn. You said I was right about you know the quarterback. Well, I like tooting my own horn, man. I can't toot my own horn. I can't believe you tooted your own horn about the <laughs> right, Niners because right. <laughs> I 
can't toot my own horn. I'm do- toot, I mean, toot. hold on, Michelle. It. Do we have to go back and address that? I mean, because I mean, come on. Are, are we? You really, go- you really shot on the Niners. <laughs> I did, I did, and I was wrong. And I'm willing to own that. I was wrong about the 49ers. I was not wrong about Jimmy Garoppolo. I just don't know if it's right for you to take the credit about being right about Jimmy Garoppolo. Was I wrong about Jimmy Garoppolo? <laughs> I mean, was I wrong? Are we going to sit I just, here and say I, just I was don't know wrong if it's about right Jimmy Garoppolo? For you to take the credit. <laughs> I can't saying. take credit for being right. I was wrong about the 49ers. I was right about Jimmy Garoppolo. We'll call it a day. We love, we love Skip Bayless energy in the studio. <laughs> oh, man. Don't do me like that. Come on now. Come on now. And what I will say, I was more wrong about the 49ers than I was right about Jimmy Garoppolo. You have some sensibility. I'll give you that. Some sense. I mean, move on. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Looking ahead, let's talk about next season and going forward. What team do you think has the most work to do in the offseason? The Rams. Yeah. (laughs) They got to figure. They got to do something. They're going to have to hire an accounting firm to go figure out, like, what's going on. I'm pretty sure they probably have an accounting firm hired. (laughs) And and most people, you know, they talk about, like, this new stadium and how the Chargers are this, like, are the lowly little brother who no one pays attention to. And, yeah, that that may be all true. Rams aren't going to fill that stadium either. Yeah, exactly. They got, they got. They can't even fill the Coliseum. People got season tickets off of their Super Bowl run. That that's literally why they got them. If this season happened, that prior season, nobody would be buying them. The LA Stadium is going to be interesting because they just Angelinos don't really care about football. There's just too much they going just on. They don't really care on. about football. There's, there's yeah. There's they've got the beach, the sun every day. You know, like, like what's the point of watching football teams, you know? all the time? You know, yeah. XFL team. Like when I think of a good football city, it's cold, it's dreary. You know, blue collar. Take you're my, just thinking of Philadelphia right now. Philadelphia, Baltimore, Boston, Kansas City. Uh, Kansas mean, Dallas, City is, is Dallas cold. Dallas is pretty warm. Uh, but we care. Well, Dallas went eight and eight, so we always care. I mean, are they are they no, blue Philly collar? Went nine and seven? I had, I had a friend, so much better. Hey, so I had a friend okay, in my but office. Tell me that's not the best football cities. Buffalo. Yeah, no, no, it is. I mean, those are the best football cities. And then the exact antithesis to that would be a Los Angeles. So, you know, we you take that into account. That's probably why. I got a funny story. All right, let's my, hear it. In, in my office yesterday, I heard, right after the Super Bowl, there's a Cowboys fan in there. Um, and he came in and he goes, hey, Michelle, like, you know why I'm happy today? And he goes, because it's the Cowboys year this year. <laughs> oh, I love it. It makes I love me so it. sick. Hey. <laughs> uh, hey. You know, the only after. reason I tolerate that energy is because I know it crushes them every time it's not their year. So, like, I... I but it's always their year. Yeah. But <laughs> it's always. not until it's not, until you go 8-8 eight and eight again. Yeah. I was Mark, just talking Mark to my friend fired. about this yesterday. He's a cowboy fan. Him and my grandfather, and that's all they talk about. This is the year. I'm like, okay. All this right. the year. One year, it's going to be the year. Hey, you got to pay Dak first. <laughs> if you got to go get Amari. that man a bag. And it's and interesting Jones. to have his con- <laughs> his contract Jones. be up in discussion at the same time Mahomes is. is. That helps the Cowboys for sure. Mm-hmm. So, hey, we'll if see everyone had that eternal optimism, you know, we'd be a lot more happier. Mm-hmm. So We'd also be a lot just, more disappointed. But what are your guys' teams? I'm I'm in agreement with Michelle. I just, it's the Rams. I just feel bad for the Rams because I don't know what they can do. Like... I mean, they can. There's, well, you can't go back and fix what you did, but you got to be smarter. But, like they still have to pay other guys. Todd really, Gurley. Like, they have to. They have to pay Ramsey. They're gonna trade Todd Gurley. They are. Who? They've already Who? talked about it. 
Who? To who though? Who, like, to who, who wants him? him? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, the bum knee. How old is he? 28? That, he, he has, has arthritis. arthritis. Yeah. He has so arthritis. Like, why did that get blown? He has literal, you know, those things old ladies can't move their hands with? He has that in his knee. I have arthritis in my lower back. Um, you oh, just made me feel like an old lady. I'm sorry. That's a concern. But they're stuck. They don't have their first round draft pick this year, next year because of Ramsey. They have to pay Ramsey and Cooper Cup. Like God, mm. Cooper Cup. <laughs> I got the the Raiders, and it's not necessarily mm. because of football terms, but you have to go into a market like Vegas and establish yourself, and that's going to take a lot of. Doing. Uh, I think it's a I good match. Know. I don't. Yeah, because. Well, I, I don't even know if it if it has so much to do with the Raiders, but I mean, Las Vegas is driven by what? Gambling, gambling, and yeah. bets. Just so, crazy. I'm I mean, just saying, like having in terms football of, there, I, I think it'll. I, I think mean, I think football in Las Vegas makes sense. People are yeah. going to gamble, and people are going to you know have their fun, but there's so many distractions in Vegas. How do you establish a loyal fan base? Well, yeah. well, there's, that's the whole different thing. How do you establish a loyal team in, in Vegas, you know? But it's like, there's also there's also nothing else happening in Vegas. And the exactly. one time, the one time yep. I visited Vegas and when they got a hockey team and like, why do people care about a sport on ice in the middle of the desert? But mm -hmm. people do care. Like they, like the people that live in the area that aren't, you know, the people that go there on the weekends and get exactly. absolutely they messed don't have up, much no, 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 right? Yeah. It's like they actually like the appreciation. But They're like, look, we have, you know, we actually live here, right? And w what days are the our football games on Sundays? It's not yeah. like they're on mm. Fridays or Saturdays. True. So I, I feel like it's the perfect day, too. And also, I think the black hole really fits in Vegas. Oh. I think you'll be able have to get some crazies. Yeah. I've seen the oh, stadium up close. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Oh, really? That's the yeah. I just think in terms of establishing themselves as a team within that market, in terms of, you know, getting fans excited about what's going on they have two first round picks this year yeah. you got, got some decent cap space to work with it's just going to take a little bit of doing and I agree with y'all that it's it's a fit in terms of the team culture in the place where they're at but it's still obviously going to take some doing to yeah. get people behind it yeah I think for the fan base with the two first round picks they're going to have to you know make a, a splash pick obviously yeah but I think their most important thing obviously is revenue and just where they are I think they're going to do well with like ticket sales yeah. and stuff like being in Vegas, so I think I think they'll be fine. Yeah. And Mark Davis will love the Bellagio every weekend, you know. <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah, let's see it. Um, um, I have the I have the Seahawks. Hmm. Okay, I just wonder yeah, at, at I mean, what point. Yeah, it you know, like, like not sustainable. It's just like if that's yeah. such a skeleton of a team. Me too. It, yeah. Except for Russell Wilson, that's just kind of keeping it all together. I totally agree. right. At some point, I think. And Bobby Wagner is getting up there. Yeah. It, uh, their window's definitely closing, and it, it's. I mean, it's, it's been, been, we've been it's every closed. year. We think it's, it's been closed, closed. and yet no, I mean, there they are. I mean, Russell the, Wilson the, the is like literally like, it's closing, and Russell Wilson's holding it open. Like, yeah. The thing is, like, like we said that for like what I want to say three, four seasons now. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. if anything, the Hawks kind of right after the they don't, boom, they don't give him an offensive line. It's so frustrating. Just give him an. offensive line. He's enabling them. That's like what they were doing. Like he's. Like by his play, exactly yeah, yeah. by his play, he's telling the team, "Well, we don't need to go invest in the offensive line. We got Russell Wilson." Which you're right, it's not sustainable. And if they really want to be all. a good team, yeah. then they go get the offensive line and let allow Russell Wilson not to have to do that every play, it, especially because of the plays. division they're in. I mean, yeah. you have to face yeah. the Rams D line and the Niners D line. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, that's dangerous. And I mean, Arizona's on the come up too. Yeah, so. you got Chandler Jones was you know also a defensive player. Also yeah. for uh, Michelle. Uh, Michelle's point on the Rams Jared Goff might be the Worst quarterback in his division Yes mm. 
And it's yeah. funny yeah. to talk about that because he was just in the Super Bowl, you know, yeah. not too long ago. But I mean, he might, might be talk the, about Jimmy G like he might be. He might be the worst quarterback in his division. Mm. I think he is. That's I just never, a good division. I never. Who would y'all rather have, Jared decision. Goff or Jimmy G? Jimmy G. Jimmy G. I think Ooh, really. I'd probably rather have Jimmy G too. I think Jerry's <laughs> that, that's pretty damning. But I think the jury's still out on that one. Yeah, he's I mean, Jimmy G's twenty eight, Goff is twenty five, twenty six. Yeah. yeah. It won't matter if he's I just not never saw it with Goff out. I didn't either. It's uh, he he's he has certain intangible things that I can't really place my finger on that I just don't like him as a QB. Yeah. yeah. Um my team, um when I was doing this I was obviously gonna do my Saints, but um I actually cheated. Because they have the most assets, so I went with the Dolphins. Mm. They have a need at really almost every position. Everywhere, and that's so. what. I, but it's just crazy because they won what five games? Yeah, because Brian Flores is yeah. one hell of a coach, coach. Yeah. one mm-hmm. hell of a coach, and that's where it starts. You have something at the top, yeah. and what the good thing is, even though they have needs just across the board, it's a good thing in saying you know we can go out and draft basically the best guy available. Yeah, they have seven picks season. in the first four rounds. Just get the yeah. best dudes and come in and try to make. And I think it they have like ninety four million dollars in cap space. So Tua, it might have to be Tua. Tua. Apparently, that's his preferred destination, or according to his dad, at least. Hmm. I can see it. I think it's interesting. Miami, there's such a good market, but they is it such a good market out there? It's a good market for a football player to want to go live there. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's just usually for sports in Miami, it does not do well. No, not for not for the the revenue, but. Uh, Oh yeah, just any, like I mean, uh, trying to attract free agents, oh, yeah. trying to get. I players. mean, you don't, you don't have to pay taxes as an athlete no. in Florida. And mm-hmm. one more team I actually wanted to mention. It's in the same division, but they're always on this list every year. Jets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> please <laughs> help Sam Don. Please. Ah uh, yeah. Please. All right. Do we well, have any last last notes to drop in? Good season, y'all. Yeah. You know, glad we did this. Yeah. yeah. Keep it pushing next year. Mm-hmm. I just again on the note, I just want to say that this is been a really fun season to cover and podcast for um um of course thanks thanks for tuning in all along i uh, just know we'll be continuing to provide with off-season coverage although i personally won't be um doing or hosting this show anymore i'll he's be retiring in shame the 49ers lost he's retiring he's like i'm out i can't do it no more hey hey we had a good run though we had a good run but um yeah, yeah i'll be focusing screen. my efforts on hoop and holler our basketball podcast but um, nevertheless, it has been really fun to talk with everyone here. Reagan, uh, Julio, Cam, Michelle. I know that you guys are all busy, especially Michelle, but it's always nice to have you guys in studio. Um, that being said, make sure to check out all of our other podcasts. Check out our written work. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SQR1Media. Um, again, for Eddie, Reagan, Julio, Cam, and Michelle. Thanks for listening. Eagles win the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hopefully Drew Brees isn't playing. <laughs> <laughs>